from Wrap Your Head Around Sucks. This is the Expecting Aerialist podcast. How's it going, guys? Thank you for being with me today. Uh, yeah, I hope the week is going well. It is just past the holiday weekend, and um, we're, we're headed into summer. So um, it's an exciting time for kids coming out of school, um, summer vacations, everything like that. Um, I just came back from vacation with the bean myself, and uh, I'm really excited to share with you these interviews that I've been doing. They're so inspiring. Before we get started, um, so there's a lot of stuff happening with the Wrap Your Head Around Silks. Uh, Aero Rehab, which um, is meant to be the bridge between PT and your aerial practice, Beans as High. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys another chance to get in on that quite soon, so keep your ears peeled and, um, you know, let me how, know how your aerial practice is going. I would love to, I would love to help out any way I can. All right. Today we have Kate Jacobs. She is a new mom of a brand new little girl. And, uh, her and her husband had some major infertility issues earlier in their twenties. Not very common, but also not rare at the same time. And she shares with us the struggles they went through. She had stage two endometriosis. And uh, she tells the rest of the story. Oh, Bean says I'm taking too long to record this intro. Okay, guys, there's my cue. Let's get started. Where are you exactly? I am in Oklahoma. Tulsa area to be exact. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's one o'clock here and yeah, nice and it's rainy outside, but just fine. It's going, the weather's fine. We enjoy it. You are a new mom, right? Yes, I am six months old in, on May 2nd. So we're just, we're just shy of half a year already. My birthday's May 1st. And so that's my half birthday. She's got my half birthday. Oh, that's awesome. May's a good month. Yeah. So your first kid. Yes. Yep. Our first one, a girl, her name is Cora and she's on her play mat right now with her crinkle book. So she's very very busy right now. I um, love the name Cora. Love the name Cora. And it's also oh. like really beautiful and timeless, but not overused. So good job. Thank you so much. I take great pride in that. Yeah. Same with hers. Like that's, those are the category. That's like, that's like what I really wanted. And we named her Willa. So not like we use oh, that. That's, we, that's oh! beautiful. Too. This is her. We just bumped our head. So we might need some cuddles well she looks like she has a bit of a mohawk a little bit she has a full head of hair thanks to her dad i had reached out to you because you had commented or something on the arrow mama's facebook group page yes and um when i had first reached out to you in november you're like well i'm about to have a baby can i get back to you and then i did get back to you which is amazing that, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for like, you know, messenger remembering my messages, I would not have remembered, but I did. And I reached out, you're like, I'm good. So I just wanted to 
you know, have you introduce yourself a little bit about your family and your practice, your aerial practice? Yeah. Yes, I would love to. I'm so glad you reached out. Yeah, I think you reached out right. Um, it was the week I was about to give birth. We had it scheduled because I had an induction. Um, so I knew when she was coming, but I'm glad you followed back around. So my name is Kate Jacobs, and I'm based in Tulsa, Oklahoma area. I'm a dancer and an aerialist. And we, my husband and I just had our first daughter. Yes, Cora Jean. Um, and she is almost six months old. So we are just fresh. We are, we are out of the fourth trimester and still in infancy. And it's going, it's so much fun, but it is busy. Um, and I'm, I work full time. I work with the symphony in Tulsa. And then I dance and take care of Cora and do aerial. Yeah. So what is your role with the symphony? I am the executive assistant there. So I work with the executive director and the board um, and it's full time, but I'm able to work remote, which is so nice. So I'm able to take care of Cora during the week. And my husband has a weird weekend hours. So his weekend falls during the week. So he can watch her when I go into the office. So it really balances out very nicely. I love that. Okay. And then your aerial practice. Tell me about that. So I actually go, I know you had Bailey on a while ago and we have gone to the same studio. Tribe Circus Arts is where I train. And ah. the owner of that is Jillian Edwards. Yeah. And you may, I think Bailey talked a bit about her. Her business is really exploding and booming through the area. She has two locations now. One in Bixby, which is outside of Tulsa South, and then north of Tulsa um, in my area, in Owasso. Um, and I do Lyra. That is my specialty, Lyra and pole. And I've been doing it for about four years now. Before COVID, and then when COVID started, I took a little bit of a break since everything was shut down and then returned to it afterwards. Were you able to train through your pregnancy? <sighs> no. And that was so crushing to me. Oh. So we actually, Cora, we did IVF with Cora. We had to go through uh. that. Um, I got diagnosed with stage two endometriosis. Um, so I had to have surgery to clear that up. And then we went through IVF to get her. Um, and so it's, we did the egg retrieval, the embryo transfer, and so with doing that, they said, we don't want you moving during the egg retrieval. They had to, you know, pump up all the eggs and make them nice and plump and ready to yeah. extract. So they said any kind of movement that you do will could twist your ovaries and you could lose an ovary. So they said, don't do any dance, no aerial um, until we at least get to the second trimester. And I had I was just about to do a dance show. It was three months till showtime. And then they told me that at that point, not, not earlier. I don't know why. So we had to change my show. I had to drop out of it. We had to change pieces because I couldn't, I couldn't move for fear of, you know, losing an ovary and, you know, messing up everything we'd worked so hard for. So I stayed very quiet through that, the embryo transfer. Um, and thankfully it worked the first time. It stuck oh, this in is that great. Cora. It was it we were very blessed 
because I know so many women that they have to go through a few trials, you know, to, to get their baby. Um, the second trimester, once everything was out of the woods, I returned to dance just very carefully, but Ariel, I had to put on the back burner, but I just returned to it. Um, at three months postpartum, I returned and it was humbling to oh, say yeah. the least. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. I want to go back. I would like to go back. Why did you guys, okay. So do you turn to IVF because the endometriosis? That is correct. And also I needed to add another part was my husband had developed cancer. And so that was another part in the pool of, we, we joke that we're a match made in infertility heaven. So there is a lot of factors. <laughs> so um, if you don't mind me asking like what kind of cancer? Yeah, he had a testicular cancer and it targets young men. Okay, so very, very relevant. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, yes. And is he is he well? Is he healthy now? He's doing great. We have been he he had it. Um, we first gotten married in October of 2017, and he found out about it in February 2018, just like four months after we got married. He had a surgery for it, and that took care of it. But then a year later it was still prevalent. So he had a second surgery and that's what caused problems with it being able to have children naturally of our own. But he is doing great. He has been three years clean now or almost, almost four, I think. In remission. So he's okay. He's in remission and he's doing wonderful. And he didn't have to do any chemo, which we were so grateful for. Listeners, you should see us. She's got her baby on her lap. Bean is on mine, cuddling. This is how we do it. <laughs> this is the life. <laughs> this is the life. <laughs> so did the testicular cancer, did it affect the sperm production or could you? It did. So actually what it caused, is what is called retrograde ejaculation. So it, it does not come out naturally. It goes back into the bladder, um, which causes problems, you know, to be able to have, you know, uh, you know, fertilize the eggs. So we ended up, we actually went to a sperm bank immediately when we found out he had cancer. So we were able to do that very early and we were very thankful for that. Um, and then we did the egg retrieval from me and then used his and injected it. So it, it is, uh, she is all us just with some, some science behind it to help. Some science behind it. And can you tell me endometriosis type two? What is that exactly? Yeah. So it is a stage up from, um, PCOS. A lot of women I have come to find have it, have PCOS, um, endometriosis. PCOS stands for? It is uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, I yes. believe. Yes, yes. And so there's lesions, uh, scars, for better lack of words, um, and a lot of symptoms that come, come with it. Um, infertility problems, 
there's hormone imbalances. I didn't know I had it. I had no clue. The only indication was um, really bad periods. And, he, and our doctor said, well, that's not normal. And I said, oh, well, who would know? So we looked into it and it, mine was kind of an exploratory surgery. Um, so it was kind of scary at first because we didn't know if this was the right step to do because we didn't know what was going on. But I'm glad we did because once I had the surgery, we found out it was stage two um, and he, he took off a lot of uh, the lesions, you know, burned them off or took them out um, to clear it all out. But he said they were on my ovaries, uh, some of the bladder. So it was everywhere. He had surgery. You had surgery. Was this all in the pandemic? Yeah, it was right before. That's when it all started. So it, it all began. 2018 was his developing cancer, and he still had it in 2019. Then in 2020, I had my surgery for endometriosis. And then we started the fertility journey in, uh, well, I guess it was 2022. Okay. Yep. February 2022 is when we broke ground with it. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is a story. Um, so, so with a happy ending though, it's all, it's all good, but it's a, it is a, it was a rough journey. Gosh, it was not at all what we expected when we first got married. The first five years have been a whirlwind for us. Do you mind ask if I ask how old you are? Not at all. Yeah. I'm 27. And my husband is about to be 30. So I was 22 and he was 24 when he first got cancer. Oh my goodness. Yep. And unfortunately that, that type of cancer, it, it targets young men. Surprisingly, don't, they don't know why, but it always uh, teenage to early twenties is what it hits. Oh my God. His family must've gone through it too. I'm sure. I just. Oh yeah. Both of, both of our family. It was, and you know, with the idea that we thought we would most likely not ever have our own children. That was kind of the idea and what we were thinking for three years while he was going through treatment with surgeries and just waiting and just making sure he's okay before we pursued anything. If we, you know, adoption or, or trying to, you know, do IVF or um, uh, not, yeah, IUI. Yeah. What's IUI? I think that is um, an easier, not not easier. We almost did that, but we decided we needed to go big and go all the way. Is IUI when you basically, like turkey baster type of situation? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Right? Exactly. Yes, for a, for a layman's term, yes. It's basically that where you would insert. And it's like $3,000-ish. It's expensive, yeah. I mean, the whole all fertility treatment it is no joke at all for sure in terms of finance um it's a lot yeah okay this is so interesting to me because from an emotional and mental standpoint to be 22 24 and happily married and to learn all this oh yeah that must be so devastating how did you navigate that gosh it it was not easy at all clinging fast to each other and to family. Family was a huge help to get through everything and friends. Um, we've had, we were stocked full of food and company 
for, you know, about two plus years because people were on top of us just making sure we were weathering it well. And we did. We we came out we came out just fine. Like I said, happy ending. She's here. She made it. But it it was hard. Um lots of prayers, lots of, you know, positive. You had to stay positive. That was the biggest thing. You could not get bogged down in it. No matter you could we would cry and scream, you know, yell and cuss about it all we wanted, but you had to stay stay strong through it. That was the biggest thing. Um, but we didn't know how long it lasted. And when it came back the year later, that was even more, I think, heartbreaking than the first time because then we were scared that it wasn't gonna go away. We right. we didn't know. We didn't know what what was happening because we thought we got it the first time. Once we hit that year mark after that second surgery, that was just whew, big relief, big sigh. And since then, it's been good. He does check-ins annually. They do blood work. They'll do a scan to make sure. And he he's doing fantastic. We're so grateful. But yeah, at times, I mean, it's you look back and it's like, we made it. But when you were in the thick of it, it, yeah. was, it was dark. There were some dark parts. But he was great. My husband, he very strong and all the power to him. He's... He did amazing. Wow. And then also, how did that feel to kind of open your heart? Did you open your heart to like, oh, maybe we're going to have to adopt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were. And, you know, there was a little bit sadness, you know, not the thought of not being able. I would never be able to be pregnant, maybe, is what we had thought. And that I never get to experience that. But we were completely 100% open to adoption and we were actually actively looking to pursue that like very soon, right before. Um, but we had heard of the fertility specialist in the Tulsa area um, who's now retired. We were one of the last batches of people that he got through before he retired. Um, but he actually helped, uh, Dr. Clark Sundren was his name and he helped with the first uh, test tube baby in Oklahoma. Um, so he, he knew what he was doing. He was, he was the real deal. Um, but yeah, we were about to go look into adoption and then we thought about meeting with him. We met with him and he was already on top of things. We, we went right to work with everything. Um, but yeah, so, so many thoughts and so much that happened in just the, you know, mere four years. Yeah, and there's a pandemic in there that probably didn't make it easier because, oh, you yeah. know, the mental, the mental. <laughs> On top of that, of course. Yeah, the, the stress. Yeah, which was, I will say that was a good time period just for us because we were able to rest. Right. Okay. He was through, um, you know, he'd had a, it was a year, about a year out from cancer that he was clear. So we were on the upward incline with that and we were able to look into the infertility or adoption, whatever we were focusing on at that time so it did it worked out well but yeah the pandemic didn't help things at all and then I switched jobs and so there's just oh so much so much that happened and have you gotten your cycle back yet I have you have okay yes I I got it back um I guess uh February so I uh, I think four months 
December, January, February. Okay, three months. About three months postpartum. And how's your endometriosis? Is it now? We're hoping it's under wraps. Okay. I am on uh, a medication that a, a lot of women, I think, get on it as well. It's for, for diabetes, I think, metformin, um, but it helps keep that at bay of anything else reappearing. Um, and to tell you the truth, I feel fine. I mean, I feel good. I'm not having heavy periods, which I don't know if that is due to, you know, having a child and your body changes and stuff. Um, so we, we will find out as we, um, you know, have more babies through the future. We'll see if it, you know, if we run into any other problems, I'm hoping it is gone. I'm hoping it is diminished at least for the most part to where it's, you know, livable. I didn't get my period again after I gave birth for an entire year. Really? I don't know. It was just my body. I got really lucky. (laughs) I got really lucky. And let me tell you, I was also breastfeeding for like 18 months. So that probably contributed. But man, when I got it back, it wasn't even like I got a worse version. It was just my regular period. It felt the same. I was like, why is this so often? Because it's like every three and a half weeks. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I snapped my fingers. Here it is again. I know. Oh my goodness. See, and I am, we are still breastfeeding, but I'm still getting it. But it, it's very light and it's, it's uh, you know, few and far between. So that's good. I'll take it. I, I right. don't mind at all. <laughs> so I, if you could educate me on what happens after testicular cancer, is he able, are you guys able to, like in five years from now, have a kid naturally, um, the old fashioned way? There is the potential for that still. Okay. Just there is, if, you know, if all things align, I guess, I guess it just have to be, you know, the, the perfect, perfect conditions where I have no endometriosis. Um, and he's doing well, if he's recovered and nerves have regrown. Um, but all that's, I guess, I don't want to say hypothetical, but you don't want to say it can't happen. So right. we might be, we don't know, but there is, there is a possibility of it. Yes. Okay. Here's hoping. That'd be, that'd be great after going through all that. And uh, what would be ideal for you to have a family? Like what, like. Like how many? Yeah. Or... I come from a big family. Okay. I have four, four siblings. So there's five of us. So I am all for as many that will come. But I will say she is absolutely perfect. And I, <laughs> we joke that. It can only go downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I, I talked to a lot of women, obviously, for this podcast, and I feel like the ones who had to fight a really hard fought battle to get the kid in their arms, there is a different, there's a, we all revere our children, but there's a different reverence because it's a fight. Like if, if you're fighting for five years through like cycles of IVF and yes. miscarriages and stuff, like it is going to feel different to you. Oh my goodness. Yes. And yeah, exactly, exactly what you said. I know they all love their children, no matter how they come, but yeah, it, it's eye opening and you really, really appreciate it. And it made you, it's like, we don't sweat the small stuff anymore. Cause it's like, there's worse things in life. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, it makes you from a very a young age. It's like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Like we really, we really pick our battles. <laughs> so it's been, it's been great. Cora oh, agreed. look at that face. <laughs> like the cheeks. Fat cheeks. The fattest. She's got some cherub cheeks. You know, like that, 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 like really pinky. Oh, <laughs> she's a ham. She's a ham. No, we. Yep, we. It, it came out with a happy ending. And we, I love it. Yeah. Okay, and um, you went back to your hoop, and uh, what's there and what's gone? For Ariel. Yeah. Well, the core was shot, which I know everyone can attest to that. Yeah. But that was inversions and you know my arm strength I will say is top notch than it's ever been before because of lugging her around Dave. I mean just looking at you you're you've got really great arms <laughs> thank you so much yeah I never did all through growing up I was a dancer and notoriously weaker upper body yeah like really strong legs and the arms yeah. are like chicken arms yeah exactly yep so thanks to Cora I I was okay doing pull-ups and and pulling through the hoop and everything um but it's been good honestly I I was very gentle with my body recovering I just did you know belly breathing after having her I took it really easy um, but I did perform dancing uh, three months postpartum for a performance. And then we did our annual show. And I got back into aerial training, I think at the end of three months is when I returned to that. Um, but it feels, honestly, it feels great. It feels great just to be back, even yeah. if everything's not the same yet. It's okay. Like, it's going to return and maybe in a different fashion. And it might feel better. I might feel more flowy and enjoy it a little more now that I'm not carrying a giant belly with me. It feels very freeing. You know, what was my, what was the sensation that I missed so much when I was pregnant was doing a pancake. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, legs wide, <laughs> you know, lay on the ground. Yes. Head to one oh. side. I miss that so much. When, so when I was able to do it again, I was like, Oh, so good. I understand sleeping on my belly for the first time was incredible feeling. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not enjoy being pregnant, but I hope for <laughs> you that you get to do this many more times because that is what your heart desires. Um, you. you know what? This is, this was perfect. Uh, and I love that this is a, it was kind of a, di a diverse, uh, a diverse story from my other ones. And I love getting, I think it's so important for, for women out there to, to hear all these stories. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, you know, uh, it's nothing to be ashamed of or em embarrassed just because sometimes going through like, you know, very personal stuff, I want to be able to share it, that it, you're not alone. Yeah. There, there's, there's, I have come to find, we found out there's a lot of, uh, friends of my husband, distant relatives or friends that have gone through the same sort of cancer. So it's really? actually more relevant than, but most people don't talk about it because it's like, you know, it's very, very private. So yeah, a lot of it's kind of in the dark, but it's, it's all hard. I mean, any of the cancers and any of the fertility stuff, it is no joke, no matter what stage you're going through. Um, so I hope, 
I hope it, you know, gives some inspiration or, you know, at least that they know others are going through it too. Well, and also the diversity of your story is your age diversity because you guys are having infertility issues in your 20s, which is not talked yeah. about a lot. I, I, I'm sure, you know, I, I hear a lot of women saying that, but it's because they've waited. Right. You know, right. that's older, so different than what age. you're going through. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for sharing. Go ahead and I'm going to tend to my bean. Go tend to your, to your, your cherub <laughs> squish. Thank you for having me on, Carrie. Of course. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Kate, for coming on here, being vulnerable, telling us about your story. Um, yeah, it's not one that we hear about too often, but I think it's so important for these stories to be shared because there are people out there going through all of this and, you know, you're not alone. There's, you know, this community is here for you. And, um, yeah, Kate, thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, Bean, can you turn off whatever's on? Hey, turn off your thing, please. This Bean is hiding under her blanket while I'm recording for some reason. Um, she's going to stay under there until I'm finished. So, <laughs> but, oh, it's taking too long. Okay, hold on. I'm just doing the very end. If you guys would honor me with a five-star rating and a review, it would mean so much to me doing this fast, fast, fast. Thank you, Digital Podcasts, for being, um, you know, being the structure to, to this uh, wild ride that we're on. Uh, wellness-based podcast family, if you want to check out any of that stuff. And if you want to hear the sound of my voice, Greener Grass, which is actually this week just dropping our our wrap on season three. I can't believe I'm saying that. We're going to start season four in the mid midsummer. We are on an academic calendar for that podcast. I know, I know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm almost done. So, uh, yeah, guys, thank you so much for being here over and out. Bean says it's time to go to lunch, and I'm going to listen to her. See you guys next time. This is The Expecting Your Host.